Hi everybody, I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagon Be Gone. Thanks for joining me today on your journey to organization. This is episode 11. I'm excited, excited to talk to you all today. Um, so I want to just talk about uh, a few things. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is how organization saves you time. Uh, how does organization save you time? Well, when things are organized, you spend less time cleaning. Now, I'll tell you something. Before I was like an organizational guru, uh, <laughs> I used to have a cleaning lady in New York. And I remember it would take her hours to clean my house. And my house was small, 900 square feet. I had a two-bedroom apartment in Riverdale. Uh, it was small. <laughs> um, and I was like, why is it taking so long? And it was because she had to move the carpets to clean the floors and she vacuumed the carpets and then she had to pick up the toys and maybe put away the dishes in the kitchen or clean the dishes or I don't know. Uh, it would take her a while to clean. I mean, at the time that I had somebody, I had just had twins. So I guess, you know, there was more stuff around, less things that I could handle on my own. Um, but I remember it took her, you know, four hours to clean my house. And now I live in Israel and I have a cleaning person here, uh, mostly because I just don't have the time uh, to clean the toilets or the floor or the stove or anything like that. I mean, we keep it tidy, but the, the real deep cleaning, I, I just don't have time for right now. So um, I outsource, which is a great another topic we should discuss, uh, outsource or delegation, uh, because from an organizational perspective, it's, it frees up a lot of time, but we can talk about that um, on another session. But um, I want to just say that like, I have a much bigger house here in Israel. I have a 135 square meters, which is approximately 1,400 square feet. Uh, it's a two-floor like cottage-style house. Um, it's four bedrooms, and it has a really big living room and a big kitchen. And it's a nice house. Baruch Hashem, we have a really nice house, and I, I'm really pleased where we live. Uh, it takes my cleaner three hours, three and a half hours to clean my house. On a, like my regular cleaning, and I don't even have the house cleaned every week. I have it cleaned every other week. It takes him three and a half to four hours to clean my much, much bigger house. Um, now, this excludes things like that I do only on an infrequent basis, like uh, cleaning the stove, the refrigerator or the windows or... Um, I don't, I don't know some other area that I don't really clean, but like every week he does all three of my bathrooms and, and I have a he, and I love that I have a he, uh, he does all three of my bathrooms and he does the stove and he, he washes the floors. Um, and I don't really have him go into the kids rooms. Um, so he just does my room and the guest room and, uh, I, I, I'm in shock that it takes him three and a half or four hours, the same amount of time that it took my cleaning lady in New York to do a similar, to do a smaller apartment is what it takes him. And I figured it out. Washing the floor doesn't actually take that, that long. I have a bigger space, it's true, but like what's saving the time is that he doesn't pick up after us. He doesn't tidy my things. Uh, my house is tidy for him. Now, it's true. He has to roll up the carpets. Um, I have carpets in my hallway. 
uh, and, and carpets in my bedroom. He rolls up the carpets to clean the floor, uh, but I'm sorry, they're not carpets, they're rugs. He rolls up the rugs to clean the floor, but he doesn't have to pick up my kids' Legos. He doesn't wash the dishes. He doesn't, you know, I don't know. He mows the furniture. So of course that, excuse me, that takes a little bit of time, but he, in general, he doesn't have to clean up. And I realized what's the difference between 2008 and, and 2017. The difference is, is that we have less things and everything has a place. And so I spend literally 20 minutes before the night before he comes. I make sure all the toys are, I tell the kids to put their toys away and that's fast for them. We pick up all the shoes, we put away the backpacks and our house is tidy and ready for him to clean. And, and I figure this is a really important distinction. There's a difference between cleaning your house and tidying your house. Cleaning your house is the nitty gritty. I'm scrubbing the toilet, I'm washing the floor, I'm cleaning the stove. That's cleaning. But tidying is put everything, putting everything in its place. And that's different. And I think a lot of times our cleaners spend time and money, well, they spend time, which costs us money, putting things away for us. And by the way, they don't put it in the right place because they don't know where it goes because it doesn't even have a home. So, so they're just cleaning up for the sake of cleaning up and they're gathering everything together. And actually from a lot of my clients who talk to me, before they, they clear their clutter um, with me, they say it's so frustrating when the cleaner comes because he just puts everything or she just puts everything in one single place and I can't find anything after he comes because I don't know where he put it. And sure he cleans, but I mean, I have one client who just fired her cleaner altogether and does the best she can because she just got sick of not knowing where anything was. And, and <laughs> I hear you raising your hand saying, yes, that's me too. Um, and I just want to say, this is, this is a common problem. You are not, not, not alone. Um, and, and this is really what the difference is between cleaning and tidying is. And this is the benefit to being organized, one of the many benefits, but this is the main, in my opinion, benefit, is that keeping a tidy home makes it easier to clean your home and means that you clean less frequently because when you do clean, you're more effective because uh, it's easy for you, even if you have to move a sofa from away from the wall, you move the sofa, you sweep behind there, and like, it's easy because it wasn't hard to move the sofa because there was nothing getting in your way. And so I want to just highlight the fact that if you do take the time to um, organize your things, especially kids' toys uh, and kitchen items, cleaning will be easier. Now, when I say organize, I mean downsize and reduce. Uh, that's huge. When you reduce your clothes, it might seem like you have to do laundry more frequently, but the truth is, is that um, I hardly even get a chance to put my kids' clothing away before they need to wear it again because we have less clothes. Sometimes they just pick it out of the, like <laughs> I'll pull it out of the dryer and I'll wait till I've done like a few loads altogether. Sometimes 
they're going into the laundry basket even before I have a chance to fold it. So um, having less, like it might seem like it's, it might seem like, for lack of a better word, a tircha, like a, a struggle, but it actually is really, really freeing. Um, and so that was just something that I noticed is that cleaning actually takes less time. Uh, and I haven't just noticed this. People have called me up and left me voicemails saying, cleaning takes me so much less time. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad. But I was trying to figure out, like, Safka, what, what about it was, was really the difference? And, and that's really the difference. My cleaner doesn't spend any time tidying. And, and you know, that's amazing. And so just to segue to kids and how to get kids on board, um, my kids prefer when the cleaner cleans their room. And they know that the cleaner will not wash their floor and vacuum their rug if they have things on the floor. And this is a huge motivator for them to get their floors cleaned up. On the days that the cleaner comes, um, they have the option. I say, guys, the cleaner's coming tomorrow. And in general, I instruct the cleaner not to clean my kids' rooms. But uh, my kids, again, are 10 and, and my twins are 8. Uh, my oldest is 10 and my twins are 8. Um, so it's a little bit more they can understand it. They're not 3 or 2 or whatever. So they, they understand that it's a, it's a bonus for them. If they tidy up their things, they can have the cleaner, too, in their room. Uh, but I said to the cleaner... I said, listen, my daughter had, this past week, I said, listen, my daughter hasn't tidied her room, so you can't clean in there. But the boys have tidied their room, so just do the carpet and the floor and don't even bother to move the carpet, just clean around it. And he did, and the boys were happy. And, and that's like a huge, that's a huge, uh, I think, bonus and a way to get kids on board. So how do you get kids on board to organizing? Incentivize it for them. Incentivize it. Not only will somebody else get to like really clean your room, but you, uh, you, know, you are able to find your toys. Now, the thing is, is that I find that organization is really a journey, like I call my show. And uh, the thing about organization is that it takes time to learn organization. It, it takes time. It takes time for kids to, to, to implement it. It takes time for adult, adults to implement it. Um, and, and the truth is, is it's, it's hard, but the first time you do this with your kids, you'll probably get, yield very little result. But I sit down with my kids every about six weeks and we go through all their toys. The first time I did it with them, they weren't really into it. They didn't want to do it. Now they love sorting with me. We go through, um, what, what's to keep and what's to, what's to give away. Now. Uh, let me just uh, make a little diversion here. Um, somebody asked me how to organize toys. I personally have the Trofast units from Ikea, which have bins that can pull in and out of the, the like rails in the shelves. And that, to me, is the easiest thing, and I recommend that everybody get those, um, if you, especially if you don't already have some sort of unit in place. Anything that has drawers that's easy for the kids to pull in and out is easy because you can just sort everything by type of toy, like the magnet tiles in one toy, uh, one bin, and the Legos in another bin, and the superheroes in a third bin, and the My Little Ponies in a fourth bin. Everything is divided by a bin, by a, by a section. Um, it doesn't matter how it goes in. It doesn't need to be arranged. It doesn't need to look nice. And then the bin is just inserted into the shelf. And that 
is really, really helpful. Another unit that people really seem to like is the Calyx unit from Ikea. I personally find the bins too big for that unit. You can get half-size drawers, but I think that drives up the expense of the unit to a place where it's not really worthwhile on a unit from Ikea anymore. Um, but people really do like the Calyx, especially for bigger toys. Um, Trofast also has shelves, so you can do a combination of bins and shelves. Um, it's my preference, but Calyx is also a good unit, and Calyx um, has a few different configurations, so it can fit into different places depending on what your space is. Um, but the bin is the key. If the bin is sitting on a shelf, if it slides into its own shelf, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. The bin is the key. If the kids have some place to put the stuff, that is what's going to help them keep organized. You can label the outside of the bins if you want. I personally don't, but you can if you like that kind of thing and you're into the craft aspect of it. Kolokovo, do that. Um, but but this will not only help you keep organized and make cleanup easier for the times when you actually have to do it, because sometimes you will have to do it, um, but it will also help your kids get on board because it's easier for them to manage. Um, kids don't like intrinsically understand, like, go clean your room. They don't know what that means. They're overwhelmed. They don't know where to start. So you got to give them a key. Here, put all the transformers in this box. Put all the Legos in this box. Put all the... My Little Ponies in this box, and then that makes sense to them. And then they, and then you can say, put the box back in on the shelf. And it's microtasking the same way we have a to-do list. Teach them how to break down the task, um, and that, and that's really helpful for them. And and that's how to get your kids on board. Make it easier for them. Uh, honestly, it's too hard for them if they're not on board with you. It's too hard for them. Kids need easy solutions. If what you have right now isn't helping, then make a new solution. But something that will also help is minimizing the toys. So let's circle back. At first, when I would sort through my toy with our toys with my kids, um, they're like, no, we can't, get, we can't get rid of anything. And so we would find a place and we would put it all back. And then the next time we did it, I would say, have you played with this since the last time we, we did this? And they said, no, we don't need it. Um, and they were able to give it away. And each time we do this, they're able to give away more and more things. Um, now it's sort of getting to the point where we're kind of at the bare minimum. Um, they're accepting less freebies, less trash, like we talked about last time. And so that's good. <laughs> uh, we're getting less of that in our house, less things to throw away. Um, so that's really good. Um, but they also understand that, like, you know, when we get rid of something, it's going to a place that we care about. So when we lived in the U.S., we used to take it to the playroom at the shul, um, and then the kids could still play with it if they wanted it, or we would give it to their nursery school. Um, and here, uh, at this point, they're, they're too big for giving it to the nursery school. The toys that we're getting rid of are not, like, nursery school appropriate, um, and we don't our base Knesset doesn't have a uh, playroom. So um, here I take it to the battered women's shelter or I take it to the secondhand store to sell. And they understand that like their trash is gonna be somebody else's treasure. And they're cool with the fact that like they're downsizing so somebody else can have something that they no longer want. And I think that that's like a huge level of sensitivity to give to a child, uh, to teach a child. You know, 
we don't need this anymore, so let's give it to somebody else who does need it. And, um, or if it's broken, let's recycle it. Let's, let's be responsible for our, for our purchases. And our kids really, really do consider the purchases. Like when we were in the store uh, yesterday, I had two of my kids with me. Uh, my daughter uh, needed, needed a box of tissues for her desk in school. And I personally don't use tissues. I use a handkerchief. I have a few handkerchiefs and I keep a, one by my bed and one in my purse and in my drawer. Um, and I just use a handkerchief, which actually comes in handy for a lot of other things too. But, um, but like, she's not there yet. And I don't, I don't need to, to tell her that, that she needs to be where I am because she doesn't. And I bought her a box of tissues. But we looked at the tissues. Um, in Israel, most of the tissues come in plastic. But actually, one brand that's about the same price uh, comes in a box. And I said to her, let's pick the box because um, the box can be, the paper can be recycled and the plastic can't be recycled. And she was like, yeah, that's cool. And we had a like frank and honest discussion about it in the grocery store. And it was helpful. And she saw my point of view. And she doesn't fight with me about it. And like... Actually, she gives me the most pushback about being zero waste from all my other kids. Um, she's like, I need zero waste for a variety of reasons, but we can talk about that another time. Um, but yeah, we had a discussion about it. It was frank and honest and open. And she was like, yeah, I'm cool with that. So that's how we can get on our kids on board. Be honest with them. Tell them what you're feeling, why you want to do something, why you don't want to do something, why one solution is better than the other solution. And I think they'll, they'll see what you're saying. Um, you know, we're here to educate our kids. Baltashlit and Sarbalechaim are like a way we can educate them. And zero wasting an organization helps assist those mitzvot. And let's, let's talk to our kids about that. Um, there's one other um, area that I want to just quickly touch on because somebody called me about it, and that's procrastination. Now, I know I spoke about this two weeks ago, but um, it's the same thing. Kids procrastinate because they don't know how, how to start, where to start, what to do. It's overwhelming. Procrast people procrastinate because they're overwhelmed and they don't have anything looming over them to force them to do it right away. Uh, Pesach is coming. I know that Pesach is coming and like, uh, you know, I have to clean, I have to clean, I have to clean. But we don't do it because we don't do it two weeks before because we're like, oh, it's not so urgent. But then the night before, it's urgent. We must clean because we can't have any gummies. So it's that same level of urgency, level of understanding. And that's, that's really important understanding of why we procrastinate. Break down the task. Look for a solution. Figure out what's holding you back from attaining your solution and go from there. That will definitely help with procrastination. Uh, which is a major time management issue. So it's something that we should keep talking about. Um, keep asking me your specific questions related to that. I, I want to hear them. I want to talk to you about them. I want to I wanna discuss them with you. Uh, it's important and it's worthwhile. And I think we can come to solutions about it. So um, I hope you enjoy this lesson uh this chat uh as always leave me a voicemail i want to hear from you i get so inspired when i hear your voicemails i really really love them um you can also send me an email to rebecca r-e-b-e-k-a-h at balaganbegone.com b-a-l-a-g-a-n-b-e-g-o-n-e.com 
uh, Rebecca at balagonbegone.com. Leave me a voicemail. Just reach out to me. Send me, you know, a carrier pigeon. I don't care. Um, I, I would love to hear from you. I, it really gives me a lot of please look. Um, like that I'm not talking into the abyss. Because <laughs> sometimes I feel like I'm talking into the abyss. Uh, so I want to hear from you. Um, that's, that's our talk. Let me know what your issues are, where you're holding. Uh, I wish you success on your journey to organization. I hope your balagon becomes gone. Um, and, uh, remember Hashem keeps me organized, uh, and have a good rest of your week.